This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford, and you're listening to it right here on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. It is another uh, down Saturday after a Tiger Cats loss. And uh, man, oh man, uh, once again, we have a, a lot to talk about tonight, as we do with every fifth quarter, whether it's the offense, whether it's the defense, whether it's the special teams, the coaching, the play calling, the lack of execution, all of the above. Um, man, oh man, the, the, the phone lines are jammed, the emails are coming in fast and furious, so are the tweets. We're going to get to it all in the next hour, so hang tight with us. We are all going to vote for a player of the game. You do not have to vote for a Tiger Cat. I do have one Tiger Cat in mind that I wouldn't mind seeing some votes cast for. Uh, my player of the game is going to Lewis Ward of the Ottawa Red Blacks, who kicked a franchise record tying seven field goals tonight as Ottawa beat Hamilton 21-15. The Red Blacks improving to a CFL East Division best 4-2. and two. The Ticats 2-4, and four, not last in the division, uh, but they are 2-4 and four, and they should be much better than that. Before all is said and done tonight, we will anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night. And tonight's fifth quarter trivia challenge question is... Hamilton's most lopsided win over Ottawa came on October 2nd, 1954. What was the margin of victory? Was it 38 points, 43 points, 45 points, or 49 points? We will um, take your answers to that question, and I'll relay the answer before uh, this show is over. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell to get in on the action. The email address is rick at 900chml.com. All over Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. We are also... Broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page, so you can head over to our Facebook page and check us out. At least check me out. You can see what I look like, if you don't already know. Uh, or just uh, chime in with your comments or questions uh, or the answer to tonight's fifth quarter trivia challenge. This was a game I thought of missed opportunities. A lot of missed opportunities. Finally got on the board with a touchdown with a minute 46 left in this football game. But my question is at least on the offensive side of the football, is where has the big play offense gone? Towards the last part of the uh, season last year, uh, the Ticats, namely Masoli and Brandon Banks, were firing on all cylinders with big plays. They were making big plays and winning some ball games with the big play. That big play capability is here and there. We saw it on that last drive, at least the last touchdown drive. But it has really evaporated from the Ticats playbook. They are not hitting those big plays. And if you want to talk about the Johnny Manziel trade, this is the first opportunity we have here on the fifth quarter to talk about the Manziel trade. Uh, give me a call, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. To the phones we go, and Dave is first off the hop. Dave, good evening. How are you? Uh, well, not too good. I was at the game. Uh, by the time this trade bears fruit, we might have an empty stadium. Um, can't really, I, I'm not going to peg this on the defense. They didn't play that bad. Um, I watched Mazzoli very carefully. I watched Banks very, lots of receivers. I think Mazzoli's biggest problem is, is he's not finding his, uh, secondary receivers very well. And yes, like you mentioned, uh, the, all the above, I mean, the missed field goals or the missed, uh, didn't help, um, yeah, Westerman taking two stupid penalties didn't help. Discipline there. Red zone problems again. And a couple play calls, a head scratcher. I don't know why in third and one they keep wanting to throw the ball. Um, I don't get it. But anyways, I'm not happy. Uh, they, they, like, this Ottawa team could have been beat, but I think Tiger Cats beat themselves once again. Yeah, how do you lose a football game when you don't allow a touchdown? Uh, how many how many times has the Tie Cats not scored a touchdown and not been able to win the ball game? I mean, we we haven't seen that in uh, forever. It's true, and uh, absolutely right. I uh, I'm still holding out on this. Uh, it's it's too early to tell whether this Manzoli uh, Manzel trade was uh, boom or bust. We're going to find out shortly, though. I think. I think when when we break it down, I think the trade uh, is probably going to work out for both teams. Number one, if the Ticats truly believe that Jeremiah Masoli is the guy, Manziel was an asset, and they got Westerman, who's a, a stud of a defensive end, 
Uh, Chris Williams, maybe his best years are behind him, and I, I still think he's an effective receiver. And two first-round picks from a team who's going to be at the bottom of the standings, that's a pretty good haul. Yeah, he gave a couple of offensive linemen, including Tony Washington, who starts on the left side. He can start on the right side. But I, I think they got fair value in return for Johnny Manziel. Well, like I said, I, I, I agree. Um, it's going to take a while before it bears fruit, and hopefully it does. But I think right now the whole thing is going to – well, it's always a team loss, but I think uh, – was always going to have to up his play, or he will have a lot of people questioning this trade. Me, I'm, I'm, I agree with what you said on getting the talent here, but uh, I'm just concerned about the time it's going to take to bear fruit. It may be uh, no interest by the time it does. We shall see. Who's your player of the game tonight, Dave? Wow, you know what, Rick? For the first time, I don't have one. Wow, that says it all. Yes, sir. Have a good weekend. Thanks you for the too. call. Thank you. Bye-bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Wesley is on the line. He's called into the fifth quarter. How are you? How's it going, man? I'm not too bad. Yourself? You know what? I'm frustrated. I'm not. I'm not ready to give up on the season, but I'm frustrated because you watch that final drive, and you're talking in the intro about the where's that big play. Um, I can't remember the receiver's name. Uh, Saunders, Jalen Saunders. That was that long pass was the big play that we were looking for, and it's when I see stuff like that. I know that this offense is capable of executing, and people forget, too, we're missing our two of our top wide receivers. I would love to see a couple of teams take off their top wide receivers and see how they do on offense, but I want to talk about the Johnny Manziel trade, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, like most people in Hamilton, I was excited when we signed him because he's a polarizing figure. He is, he's Johnny football, you know, he won a Heisman Trophy got drafted in the NFL. like. But when you stop to think about it and you start thinking with your head instead of like your heart, you look at it from a football standpoint. We got two top draft picks. Westerman impressed me today, except for, of course, the two bonehead penalties. And we know what Chris Williams can provide us. You know what I mean? Like a target in the short term, maybe until Tasker or Tolliver gets back in the lineup for Mazzoli. I think that Mazzoli is the quarterback to go we don't even know how good Johnny Manziel is or how good he will be or how long he'll, he'll even be in the league so I think the Ticats made the right decision and I'm hoping that they can turn it around in the latter part of the season you said you were frustrated uh, off the top of uh, of your commentary what has been frustrating you the most is it that that the big play is no longer there or, or we're not seeing enough of it like we were last year I just I, I watch this team week in and week out, and I I always think that we have a chance to win no matter who we're playing, no matter what the situation is. Because in the last couple of years, you know, in some of the games, we've always found a way right at the end to leg it out and to get that W. And I'm not sure if the guys aren't as motivated this year or if they're just not clicking like they normally do. But the thing, like, so the offense frustrates me, but particularly the defense frustrates me. We have a good defense that makes a lot of stupid decisions and does makes a lot of stupid takes a lot of stupid penalties that other teams don't take. More disciplined teams, they're able to get off the field, get the ball back to their offense instead of us getting the two and out and then here comes an here comes an unnecessary roughness penalty. Here comes a this, here comes a that. And it just feels like we just shoot ourselves in the foot constantly. We are in ball games and we always make one stupid decision, and we may miss one tackle. Their guy drops one ball. Like today, for instance, uh, the blocked field goal. would have come in. Those three points would have come in handy at the end of the game. And uh, it's just decisions, stuff like that, that hinders our success. And I think that the team could be so much better if we could uh, pull our heads out of our rear end, so to speak. Yeah, the, the, the blocked field goal and the missed field goal, two makeable uh, field goals. I mean, there's four points off the board right there, and, mm -hmm. you know, they, they lose by... Can I just say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, for the people that haven't heard what Kyrie Saber had to say about the city of Hamilton, all I want to say is from all the Ticat fans, the city of Hamilton doesn't need a guy like that. Yeah, we had him, and we ushered him away pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, well, who, good riddance. Who, who's your player of the game? Uh, I hate to give it to a member of the other team, but 7-7 seven for seven is a hell of a game. Yeah, Lewis Ward was great. All right, thank you so much for your time. Have a good rest of the show. Thank you, you too. 
Um, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. A nice call by Dave and Wesley to start things off. You can get it on the action as well, star 9900 uh, on your cellular device, as I mentioned. You can email as well, rick at 900chml.com. We've got an email from Alan. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. Why on earth didn't we kick it deep to Ottawa rather than an onside kick that almost guarantees Ottawa field goal range? Uh, and my point on this is I didn't mind the onside kick. What I didn't like was, did you happen to see who the two Ticats players were near the football? You talk about the hands team. Where were the hands guys? Nikita Whitlock and Jackson Bennett were the two guys who uh, brought down Brad Sinopoli, who ended up making the catch for Ottawa. But where, where where's the hands team for the Ticats? Why aren't two receivers down there, or at least two DBs, who can maybe get a hand on the football? I did not understand that. Uh, kicking it deep, I would have rather saw the Ticats kick it deep, but I understand the onside kick philosophy. Get the football back. You just scored a big touchdown. Um, try and tie this football game. Uh, Allen continues to write, our defense kept Ottawa uh, to only field goals the whole afternoon. Masoli gave us a chance in the last seconds with the throw to Saunders, but not capitalizing in the next throw hurt us. Those two sacks at the end. I mean, come on. If that does not encapsulate Jeremiah Masoli's CFL career. By the way, he's now 12-13 and 13 as a starter. But he throws a big TD, and when the chips are down, uh, I mean, uh, another couple of great throws to get into uh, scoring range, if you will, and he takes two debilitating sacks. I mean, he just can't do that. Can't do it. Uh, Allen continues, so many opportunities tonight, but I don't blame all Masoli either. Chris Williams dropped two. Leonard and Brooks dropped possible interceptions. Herolahu couldn't kick field goals near the 20-yard line. Player of the game, a gift to Ward from Ottawa. And for Hamilton, I would give it to Saunders for playing a good game and giving us a chance in the last seconds. That email from Allen. Jalen Saunders, uh, I thought, was the best tie cat today. Hands down. Eight receptions, 154 yards, a TD catch. Masoli got over 300 again, 352, but whoop-de-doo, they lost the game. I mean, he can throw, he can break Matt Dunnigan's record, which I think is, what, 713 yards, something to that effect. Uh, and if, if they lose, who cares? I mean, really, who cares how many yards he throws in a football game? It just doesn't matter. Uh, Brian on Twitter writes, what the bleeping was that? Absolutely terrible to take two sacks like that at the end of the game. And I wholeheartedly Agree. Mark's on the line. He's called into the fifth quarter. Hey, Mark. Hey, Rick. How's it going? I'm okay. How about you? Well, I'm kind of uh, getting tired of the Cats losing winnable games. Agreed. Uh, you know, I think the rest of the CFL has caught up to June Jones's uh, 1980s or 70s offense. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, you know what? We've seen that in the last three games. The two against Saskatchewan, now one against Ottawa. This Ticats offense is in a fog. They don't know whether they're coming or going. That big play capability, as I mentioned off the top, is no longer there. They're not surprising teams. So whether defensive coordinators or defenses have figured Jones's offense out or not, I'm not 100% sold on that, but I'm, I I can buy a little bit of that. Yeah, lack of running game, too. Uh <laughs> doesn't really help you know we have, i don't even know how many times you ran the ball what five times maybe uh, they ran the ball 11 times if you include Masoli's two carries for 10 yards thomas erlington had one for minus four and john white had eight carries for 25 yeah so there you go so you know if you're going to be pass happy and you can't perform you're going to lose if you are going to be pass happy and you're not going to connect especially on second and medium or second and long because if you're running the ball and averaging three yards a carry you're at second and seven you got to make those those first downs exactly and as for the uh manzel trade i'm glad the uh clowns out of town because i never liked them to begin with <laughs> and player of the game saunders for hamilton awesome thanks for the call thank you 905-645-3221, star 9900 
on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. We have 45 minutes left to go in the show. When we return, your calls, your tweets, your emails, run down the scoring summary, provide a couple of stats for you as well. And don't forget our fifth quarter trivia challenge question. Hamilton's most lopsided win over Ottawa, would have been nice to see today, uh, came on October 2nd, 1954. What was the margin of victory in that football game? Was it A, 38 points, B, 43 points, C, 45 points, or D, 49 points? You can chime in by calling, emailing, tweeting, or send us a message on our Facebook Live page. You're listening to The Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. Rick Samprin here. Breaking down uh, Ottawa's 21-15 win over the Tiger Cats tonight. Hamilton is uh, now 2-4. and four. Ottawa leads the pack of the East at 4-2. and two. The next game for the Tiger Cats, and this should be a juicy one. Hamilton in Montreal. That's Friday, August the 3rd. It's a 7.30 p.m. start time. We'll be on the air at 10.30 that night. Um, it's probably going to be Masoli versus Vernon Adams Jr., who are the Tiger Cats... Uh, acquired in the Charleston Hughes trade, which (laughs) does not look very pretty right now, especially now that Adams is in Montreal. But it'll probably be Masoli versus Vernon Adams Jr. We might, we might see Johnny Manziel against the Ticats, and he hasn't taken a snap in the CFL, at least in the regular season. So I think it might be apropos that Mr. Manziel... Uh, make his first regular season appearance uh, versus Hamilton. Uh, we can break down the trade if you like, if you want to give your opinion on the Manziel to Montreal deal. I thought the Ticats got some pretty fair value in return in getting uh, Westerman and Williams and two first-round draft picks, as long as those draft picks pan out. Not like Mark Chapman, who, if you haven't heard, the Ticats drafted first overall. You obviously know that. Uh, this past spring, but he has signed a contract with the Denver Broncos. So we won't see him, well, until at least Labor Day if Denver cuts him. NFL training camps, by the way, underway as well. Another loss for the Ticats. Uh, they were 2-1 and one at one point, but they've now fallen three straight times. You can get in on the fun tonight on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML, by calling 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com, at am900chml, or at Rick Samprin on Twitter. And uh, we're also broadcasting live on uh, CHML's Facebook page. Hello to all our Facebook fans out there. A couple of comments, by the way, while I'm talking about Facebook from our Facebook fans. Bo says, as said earlier, Masoli is not the answer. And uh, Ted says, you can't take sacks on that last drive. Masoli looks lost. Uh, Marianne also writing another sad performance and a sad game. Got a tweet as well from Nick who writes, very frustrating, Rick. What is going on? My player of the game are the geniuses who's decided to give two O-linemen away to Montreal. Montreal was probably happy to get just to get Manziel. There was no need, in my opinion, to give away two linemen, and I think it was our O-line that hurt us today. I think at the end, the O-line, whether they were tired or what was going on, but they, they were not in sync, especially on those two sacks. Ottawa with five sacks in the day. The Ticats with one. Penalties killed the Ticats today. 11 penalties for 157 yards. You basically gave up a football field and a half to Ottawa. The Red Blacks took seven infractions for 75. That just can't happen. That disparity just can't happen. Back to the phones we go. Tom is on the line. Tom, welcome to the fifth quarter. One touchdown in 12 quarters. That offense, as I said last week to you, is a gimmick offense. They the rest of the league has figured it out. Right now, I'm calling for it. Orlando saw over to be head coach. Fire this guy. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for that comment. We I had a discussion with a uh, a longtime pal who's out in Regina and is going to be listening to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play a little later on. He said, I'm going to guarantee that someone's going to call in and say, fire June Jones. And Tom, you are the guy. Well... Honestly, gimmick offense. For God's sakes, these oxygenarians. I got to say one thing. I mean, I was impressed with the defense tonight. They played hard, but 
you don't win games with just defense. You got to have all three phases. Hamilton had one. Now, another thing I'd like to see. Now, it'll probably be my last comment. It's time for the CFL to change the format of the league. I want to see the East-West format gone. I want to go to one division with the top four teams making the playoffs. Even if that means all four teams are from the West? Yep. Because you, you feel that that would spur the Eastern teams to be, or at least try to be, a little bit better. Yeah. To me, to me basically... You, 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 you you've guaranteed even if even like Montreal, Montreal and Toronto were bad, so Hamilton basically can sit there and win maybe two, maybe three more games and guarantee a, a spot. What? Yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. What's the incentive to win football games when the two teams behind you are crap? Right. You know. You know, I don't. It's time for the commissioner to, to look at this seriously. He keeps saying, no, we we got to keep the tradition. The hell with tradition. It's, t- it's time for a change. You know what? With uh, the Atlantic schooners coming on board in a couple of years' time, I think this is going to throw a wrench in your wishes. I, I wouldn't mind seeing it for, I don't know, a five-year trial period. a stadium. A five-year trial period. No, I, I understand. I understand. Happen. I, I can see the Atlantic team coming in, but if they do, I don't see the one-division scenario. Then switch it. Then, as far as I'm concerned, well, I, I look at it this way: CFL is going to have trouble getting players in a few years. You've got two more leagues coming in. Where are they going to get players with the with the current system they got? Right now, the AFL is going to outpay the CFL. Well, I think they'll be able to get players. Whether they'll be able to get the quality of players they have now is the question. Yeah. Because, the, the, and, I mean, and players... By the way, I can tell you right now, once the AFL starts, I'm only going to watch the AFL. Well, and, and that's the thing. I mean, if they're going to outbid the CFL, guys are going to go where the money is. Their careers yeah. are as short as, as it is. Yep. Hey, Tom, who's so, your player of the game tonight? The fans for sitting through that. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. <laughs> Tom, appreciate the call. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. 905-645-3221. I was being facetious with that comment. Star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On CHML's Facebook page as well, where CT writes, everybody has the what-if factor with Manziel. Nobody knows, but Montreal and Ticats will. Interesting. I guess we'll see. I mean, time will tell whether, Jeremy, or whether uh, Johnny Manziel, A, sticks around long enough, i.e. fulfills his two-year contract uh, in the Canadian Football League, and B, if he, I mean, he's eventually going to get on the field. And when he does, well, we'll see what he can do. Frank on email writes, It seems like we don't have much of a running game. John White isn't breaking many plays open and doesn't seem able to drag tacklers for extra yards. He's not running with the confidence to head straight for daylight. What happened to Alex Green and Timmis? Failing that, they need to get Thomas Erlington into the game more. We're also one terrible injury away from having no quarterback. Coach Jones needs to get Dane Evans in there for at least one series a game just to get him some experience. Thank you for your show, Frank. In regards to the run game, you know what? John White is an okay runner. He is not a game-breaker. He's not going to score 40-yard TDs. He's not going to run in from 35 yards out. Eight carries for 25 yards tonight. He is a put-your-head-down-and-gain-three-four-five-yards. He might bust a 12-yarder here or there. But he's not going to blitz by anybody. Alex Green's still on the six-game injured list. He has a hand injury uh, earlier on in the season, and Mercer Timmis is strictly on special teams, which I don't understand because he rushed for, what was it, 144 yards in the second game of the season, and they ended up winning. I mean, what more do you want? That's what you want out of your running back, do you not? Uh, as for Dane Evans, I mean, uh, you talk about a question mark. This guy is the biggest question mark on this football team. Can he play? Didn't show me much in the preseason, so I don't know. I have no idea if he can play. And I don't think we're going to see him anytime soon. 
Francesco on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, writes, Our offense is an absolute embarrassment. It's hard to describe it without using profanity. What a joke. You know what would be sweet? If we ran another wide receiver screen on second and long, I'd love that. From the hashtag facetious category. Back to the top of the phone deck we go. Manny has been holding on. Manny, hello. Hey, Rick. First time this year calling in. Nice to nice to be on again. Thanks to have. Uh, thanks for uh, calling in once again and having you on the show. What's on your mind? Yes. Um, well, it it really just uh, it probably echoes from previous years. Uh, Mazzoli is not a starter. Uh, Mazzoli is not the guy to get us to where we need to get to. Uh, I know in hindsight now, if we had kept Kolaris, he would have been hurt anyways. We wouldn't have had a starter because he would have been injured. We would have probably put, had to put Mazzoli in. A lot of other things would have changed uh, with Manziel and all that. Having said all that, I cannot believe that uh, Jones did not have some kind of package to get Manziel in the game uh, during at some point when those five games he was here or so to just to kind of see where he stands versus Masoli. Because here's the thing, there, it's, it is what ifs, because we don't know. But, you know, saying that, uh, you know, you're building towards uh, people want to win now. People that are paying average $40, $50 ticket prices to sit and watch the game, they don't care that, you know, uh, Manziel may be gone in two years because he's only committed to two years. But if the Ticats are a good team and they win championships or at least get to the great cup of those two years. That's all the present. It's all about the present right now. I mean, yes, you have to build stability for the future, but nobody's going to go to a game and sit there and say, I'm going to buy pay a $50 ticket game in and game out because I know in 2021, they're going to be a much better team. And, uh, and, and Jones seems to be, you know, I think it looks like we got a stubborn coach out of the way in Ken Austin and it looks like we got another stubborn one now that's set in his ways, and Mazzoli's his guy, and you, you brought up a good point with Timmis. He had such a great game. How do you not use this kid? Probably helps your ratio, too, in some capacity, Be Canadian. I, I just don't get it. I, I really don't. And, and he's not the answer. Mazzoli is always one play too short, one drive too late, uh, one fumble at the wrong time, one interception at the wrong time. It, it, last three uh, games, he's had, I believe, an opening drive where he's taken it down. I know in Saskatchewan he did, I know today he did, where he's taken it down to the red zone, and then he just missed it. You know, missed it. Like he overthrew Jones today. And those are things that you can't happen because that's a momentum builder. And and you get up on the right foot, you score seven, who knows what happens after that. So, anyways... And my player of the game definitely is, is Saunders for us, and he's been pretty pretty much the best receiver we've had all year for us. And I just, uh, you know, I hope I'm wrong at some point. I just believe, Rick, that Mazzoli's not the guy. Hey, Manny, great call. Thanks for calling in. Do so again next week. We will for sure, buddy. Thanks. Great call from Manny, and I agree with this, a lot of his points. The one thing I come back to, and uh, I've said it before on the program, Jeremiah Masoli won me over towards the last part of last season, and he continued his good play in the first three games of this year. Against Calgary, against Edmonton, against Winnipeg. I mean, he was good. He was good. They were 2-1. and one. He had a winning record this year. And the last three games, whether opposing defenses have figured him or June Jones' offense out, he's not – he's still getting the yards. But, I mean, again, who cares? He's not making those plays when the chips are down. And I think that has been the biggest, most frustrating thing about Masoli's CFL career. Or is that he just can't make that big play. When the game's on the line, when things are getting hot, he just can't, for the most part, do it. I mean, there are times where we've seen him get the job done. But game in and game out, you kind of you're left scratching your head, thinking, "Why didn't he do this? Or why did he do that? Why did he hold on to the ball? Why didn't he throw it away?" I mean, there's a million things that can go wrong in a football play, but it seems like at crunch time, he's just not able to to make the play, and that's maybe the most frustrating thing because I think he can do it. We just are not seeing him do it. 
Steve on Twitter writes, on the last play of the game, there was an open man about 10 yards downfield, nothing to lose throwing the ball to him. I'd love to see the replay of that, but I, <laughs> we were all focused on Masoli getting sacked again. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We have Ron, we have Barry, we have Adam, we have a line open for you as well. We'll get to those three guys and a whole lot more still to come here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. Ottawa beating the Ticats 21-15 at Tim Hortons Fields, a before-and-announced crowd of 23,381. I'm not sure that uh, that number is accurate, but that's what was announced. Ticats now 2-4, and four, Ottawa 4-2, four and two, tops among East Division uh, foes. Hamilton will be in Montreal Friday, August the 3rd. It's a 7.30 p.m. kickoff time. We'll be on the air in and around at 10.30 p.m. A couple of emails coming in. This one from uh, Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Always like to get uh, emails from Stephen. Uh, now that most of us Cat fans in the West have chewed all our fingernails off, this was a bad one to lose. I think the two player changes to the O-line made a big difference for the Cats. Too many sacks or rushes against Masoli. And let's give credit to both defenses. That will improve. It's fixable, but this is a hard defeat. Again, Coach Jones made a dumb call. Uh, for an onside kick rather than a deep punt. As far as the Johnny football trade, I think the I think it was the right call. Cats got two starters plus picks. We will sink or swim with Masoli. That's a right Masoli has earned. And I totally agree with that trade to Montreal. Player of the game, Saunders. That email again from Stephen. Got an email from Declan Sanchez, uh, who, um, you know, offers a fair question, getting fair value in regards to the Manziel trade, which I think the Ticats got fair value with defensive end Jamal Westerman and wide receiver Chris Williams, a couple of first-round picks from Montreal, who, let's face it, this is a rebuilding team. Those picks are going to be at the top of the chart come 2020, 2021. Uh, he writes, why would they trade a bona fide quarterback who can play this game and go all in on a subpar guy who can chuck it for 300 yards? He looks good on a lost season last year. He looks rubbish this year. And where is Mike McCarthy? So my response to Declan was, I'm not sure anyone really can call Johnny Manziel a bona fide quarterback at this point. I mean, he hasn't started the game in either the NFL or CFL since 2015. Really, he's a giant unknown. We think... He can play this game. We think he has the tools to get the job done. But we haven't seen it. We saw it in the preseason when third and fourth stringers are up against Johnny Manziel. And okay, yeah, he can take advantage of that. But what happens when you're playing against the stars of the Canadian Football League and guys are coming for you? Let's see if he can do it. Maybe that'll happen next week. Tom, on email, not the greatest game, but a wild finish. Don't pin all the blame on Masoli for the last two sacks. Give Ottawa some credit. Instead of dropping into a prevent defense, they sent at least six defenders against Masoli on the first one. Uh, who has the nerve to call a blitz with seconds to go? Caught the Cats by surprise. Kudos to Ottawa's defensive coordinator, Tom from Guelph. Back to the phones we go at 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. Ron is called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Ron. Hi, Rick. Uh, I'm at my wit's end. This is, uh, I saw both the Saskatchewan games and we should have won the first one when we had a 17-3 lead. Um, I don't know. The intensity, okay, doesn't seem to be there. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, it's lacking in, in the offense, um, the defense, okay, they're holding their own. Uh, we've got a good defense, but there's, what can I say? I don't know what the solution is, okay, uh, to change things around. Uh, we've got the receivers. Uh, we've got a good offensive line, even though, okay, uh, Mazzoli uh, seems to be uh, sacked more than he's on his feet. Um, as far as, uh, and I noticed in the stands as well, you still there, Rick? Yeah, I'm still here. Listen to you. Yeah. Uh, the stadium, okay, there were a lot of empty seats, and I hope and I pray that the fans aren't giving up on the team. 
I, I hope not either. I mean, 23,381 was the announced crowd today. I, I don't even think they hit 20, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as the game you mentioned the last time that we humiliated the Ottawa Rough Riders. Yeah. Uh, 1954, did you say? October 2nd, 1954. That was the Ticats' largest margin of victory over Ottawa. Do you think it was 38, 43, 45, or 49 points? Yeah. I was six years old, and I didn't understand uh, anything when it came to football. Uh, I'm going to pick C. C, 45? Okay. Uh, You'll have to tune in to the end of the show when we uh, reveal the answer. Who's your player of the game tonight? Uh, The defense. Yeah, when you don't allow your opposition to score a touchdown, you should win. You should win the game. Yeah, it's at times we outplayed Ottawa. We had the uh, Red Blacks quarterback, okay, in check uh, when we needed to. Uh, it's just we shot ourselves in the foot with uh, what was it, a hundred and some odd penalties. 11 penalties for 157 yards. Can't have that. No, no, you, you can't and win games. Anyhow, Rick, I'm going to sign off, okay? Uh, my best uh, to you and your network. Um, I Like I said, I hope the fans don't give up on the Cats. Uh, we've got the potential to be a good team. Uh We just have to step it up. I appreciate the call, Ron. Have a good weekend. You too, Rick. Back to the phones we go. Barry is on the line. Hey, Barry. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. You? Uh, I'm ticked off. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to blame the quarterback. Uh, Williams, the ball hits him in the hands, tips off, and is picked off. Uh, Jones drops one that he should have caught. Um. Number 28, the running back, missed three blitzes, completely picked the wrong man to blitz, uh, to, to pick up, and he can't run the ball well. When we had the two Canadian backs in, they both ran for big yardage, and we won football games. They also block extremely well. Uh, the defense played beautiful football, but they're undisciplined. A hundred and some odd yards and penalties is just unforgivable, and it's not the kind of thing that you can you can win football games with. People should remember that three fifths of our offensive line is now in Montreal, and we're without uh, Tolliver and Tasker. So are you saying that those are reasons why they lost today or just uh, you know a, a piece it, of the it, puzzle? It's a big big pieces to a puzzle. There's things that should be changed there. The, the onside kick was a stupid play. But he just doesn't seem to get the kicking game. He he did that uh stupid kick last game at Costas and uh, or attempted the stupid kick. Um, our return game is non-existent. It's just a joke. Everybody in the league has a better return game than we have, and we've got two prime turn re- uh, returners on the team. But we're just not doing anything. Somebody should take a long, hard look at whoever's coaching that and say, wake up. Yeah, and this is a franchise who, over the last well, a number of years, has had the marquee special teams return unit, like hands down. Yeah, and two of the marquee special uh, teams returners are Williams and Banks. But they're not on special teams anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> they sure as heck aren't. We should be coaching the team. Well, I, I'm kind of disappointed that Steinhauer's uh, not having a greater input because I think his understanding... Uh, should help Jones. That that um, that might change in the weeks to come. Yeah, I, I really think it, it it has to. I was so happy to see him come back, but his uh, his presence is is uh, phantom at the moment. I agree. Who's your player of the game today? Number thirteen. 
Saunders, yeah, another phenomenal game. He's, he's, uh, I think he's my favorite receiver on this team. Well, uh, Tasker is mine when he's uh, when he's playing. When he's but, playing, yeah. Uh, but this young kid's, uh, he's coming. He sure is coming. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Barry, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you. You too. Back to uh, email we go. Um, Interesting email from uh, Phil in the Hammer. Hi, Rick. I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Jeremiah Masoli is not a number one quarterback. He's very inconsistent and proved that again today. If Hamilton truly wants to go deep into the postseason, they need to shop around for an experienced starter. No faith in our pivot, Phil in the Hammer. I think think that ship has sailed. I mean, what quarterback are you going to get right now from another team who's going to be A, better than Masoli, and maybe even more importantly, that a team is going to be willing to part with. I can't really think of anybody at the moment. I mean, Ricky Ray's not coming back anytime soon, and Toronto's definitely not going to trade him to Hamilton. I don't see Jonathan Jennings coming east from B.C., and no one else really tickles my fancy on another squad. <sighs> Tweet from Patrice. Uh, the coach bomb has been dropped. This caller is so frustrated, understood. Something's got to give. One division will not benefit league, but fans also aren't going to pay up for the drama. No results on field. It hurts. And that was in response to one of our previous callers. I think it was Tom uh, or Ron who was mentioning the fact that uh, this should be a one-league team. And I've had this debate before. There, there's pros and cons to it. The pro is... I think it makes it a lot more exciting for the entire league in terms of fan interest when things are tight. But when you have three Eastern teams who are either one and five and two and four and four and almost five Western teams who are above 500, I mean, the playoffs are all going to be a West division showdown year after year after year after year. I'm not sure how to change that. Jeff on Twitter, another disgrace of a game. I'm not impressed with the coaching staff at Old Boys Club, and I wonder if the game has passed them by. Player of the game, Ward, and for the Cats, the fans, who've had to endure this same crap for decades. Ouch, that hurts. Out of that last part. Emily, with probably the comment of the season on our Facebook page, you know what would be sweet? And I'm not condoning this tweet or this uh, this message, but I, I just find it fascinating. You know what would be sweet? Emily says, an asteroid destroys the damn stadium and we can talk about something that matters. So is she not a football fan or she just wants to talk about the stadium again? I'm not I'm not quite sure. When we come back, back to the phones with Adam, Alan and Michael. Stay tuned. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. 21-15, Ottawa beating Hamilton uh, this afternoon. Uh, welcome back to the fifth quarter here on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here. Don't forget to subscribe to the fifth quarter podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Just go to your local app store and uh, download past episodes or this episode. Uh, tweet us at Rick Samprin at AM 900 CHML. You can always email Rick at 900 CHML.com. And uh, the numbers are star 9900 on your cell. You can also call 905-645-3221. Waiting patiently on the line has been Adam, and he's now on the fifth quarter. Adam, go ahead. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm okay. You? Uh, I'm all right. I, I just want to address something first to that Ron or Tom or whatever his name was. Yeah. Talking about the AFL and how he's going to tune out of the CFL. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. A real Tiger Cat fan stays with the Tiger Cats. Yeah, how many so, of these leagues have we seen over the last couple of years? Yeah, the XFL's coming back. We'll see how that goes. Maybe true, they'll true. do the, the cheerleader locker room camera again. Yeah, so let's talk about today's game. What do you think? Uh, I think our defense has proven that Steinhauer could be one of the best coaches in the league, hands down. Um, once again, the defense stood on their heads, but I thought we were going to end up like another game in Winnipeg where we don't score a touchdown. And it's I believe Masoli is our number one quarterback, and my wife and I are in the car, and your comment about available quarterbacks, we just said, thank you, Rick, for saying that. Everybody's saying Masoli's not a starting quarterback. Tell me somebody who's available who's better. Really. And, and gettable. Yeah. Right? You're, you're, we're not going to trade Masoli for Mike Riley or Bo Levi. I mean, it's not going to happen. You're not going to stick your hand in a bag somewhere and pull out a guy like Mike Riley or Bo Levi Mitchell. They're... That's not going to happen. We won the trade for Montreal 
and Masoli is our starting quarterback. And anybody who thinks Johnny Manziel is a superstar needs to check the facts. Johnny Manziel won his Heisman in 2012 and then sat out half of the season in 2013 so that he could keep his draft value. And then he won two games while on drug and drinking benders, was accused of domestic violence, partied during the season and missed the game and was benched, sat out for two years, and then signed with the Tiger Cats on the stipulation that he gets to do a podcast every week for Barstool Sports. What are people talking about that Johnny Manziel is a superstar? Johnny Manziel is a marketing ploy to sell jerseys, which unfortunately a lot of foolish people bought. And to be honest, good riddance. I hope he plays on Friday in Montreal. I really hope he does because he was mediocre in the preseason. He was mediocre in the NFL. He was an excellent college quarterback when they weren't professionals. He has not done anything against any professional player in the last six years. He hasn't won a game in five. So I don't know where everybody's at thinking Johnny Manziel is a savior. He's not. He's a name on a jersey, and people are going to get a wake-up call on Friday, and I really hope, I hope that Tiger Cats just stomp the Alouettes and leave a mark so that every Fairweather fan who thinks we may were fools for trading Manziel get a reality check that we made the right choice. Here's another reason why I think the Ticats got fair value in this deal. If you supplant Manziel for Masoli in this trade, there's no way the Ticats are getting what they received. Absolutely not. And I look at it this way. I look at it the same way you do. Westerman is great. Chris Williams is, it is what it is. We need depth at wide receiver. We're taking two first-round picks from a terrible team. Those are top three picks in back-to-back drafts on top of our own picks. Even if we're not the best team, come 2020, we could hold two of the top three picks. And then all of a sudden, those two offensive linemen we just traded are replaced with two elite Canadian offensive linemen who who help our ratio. We're on the same page with this one. Adam, who's your player of the game today? Um... I'm a Sooner fan, and I'm biased. I'm going with Jalen Saunders, but a big shout-out to the defense. The defense was amazing tonight. Awesome call. Adam, enjoy the weekend. You too, Rick. Back to the top of the deck. Michael has called into the show. Hey, Michael, how are you? Good, thanks. And yourself? I'm okay. Hamilton always seems to get the short end of the stick in their deals and in trades. Look at that lousy deal with the printers, and they made a lot of lousy trades, you know. Um, so you don't like the Manziel trade? Well, I guess I guess I'll only like it if if uh, it, it turns out uh, Mizell is going to be lousy. But I, I, to be honest with you, I I think it it will serve Hamilton right right again if if Johnny Mizell ends up being a superstar in in, in Montreal. That, that's the thing we don't know, and that's why I think Montreal uh, you know went for this deal because they see. The potential, the possibility, and who knows, Manziel might be uh, the next, I don't know, I don't want to say Doug Flutie, but you know what I mean, the next great CFL QB. It could happen. I don't think it will, but I think that's what they're banking on. And what, and what I'm wondering is, does Hamilton know something that maybe they deliberately didn't play Manziel because maybe they know something? That's what, that's what I'm wondering, too. But um, Could be. I don't know that. I don't know what they know about him. Uh-huh. It, it it always seems to happen though. Hamilton always seems to to make lousy uh, deals and trades. Well, we'll see how this one pans out. Uh, who's your player of the game today? Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel is your player of the game. Michael, enjoy the weekend. Manziel had a great game for the Ticats today. He was phenomenal. Alan, you are next on the fifth quarter. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Good, Rick. Uh, I got a couple points here, but uh, I just want to address uh, the the guy a couple of calls ago saying that you know people think that Menzel's a superstar. Nobody's saying he's a superstar, but we're going to find out in short order here what he does have. But I'll tell you one thing: uh, I'm not saying he's a superstar, but the way Ben Zoli's playing, if this that caller thinks that he's going to take this team to where it needs to go, I think he's also badly, badly mistaken. As far as the trade goes, I got some problems with it for sure. Westman's 33 years of age. Chris Williams, yeah, he's a good receiver, but he's also 30, and his best football, I think, is behind him. I think he's got some football left for sure, but his best years are behind him. And as far as the first two-round uh, round draft picks, Rick, I want to mention one name here right now. 
What the hell happened with Mark Chapman? They traded up and lost a player to move up in the draft with him, and they obviously didn't have a deal ahead of time when they're going to take this guy first overall. Now he bails on them, and he's with the Denver Broncos. So yeah, it's okay to say he got the first-round draft pick. I don't know what happened there. Who dropped the ball on that one, on Mark Chapman's deal? But if you're going to move up in the draft to take his eye, and you don't have him locked up that he's going to come to your team, and then they fall over money, and then he goes to the Denver Broncos. So you can't take anything to the bank, because that was a mess. I don't know if Tillman was responsible for that. I don't know what happened there, but that was an absolute debacle. Well, that's the thing with the draft. I mean, with any player, uh, especially at the skill position and the O-line, because those are the guys who seem to be going to the NFL with more regularity, is that you just don't know whether they're going to come to the CFL or not. The thing is, okay. Chapman was ready to sign with the Ticats, and they lowballed him. Like, let's call a spade a spade. That's what happened. Exactly. So then, so don't don't trade down in the draft to take a guy you want that badly, and then and lowball him, and then annoy him, for lack of a better term, and then he goes goes to the NFL. So that was handled very poorly. So in terms of what they got, these first two round draft picks, that's okay if you sign them, but obviously the track record of doing that's not very good. Uh, a couple other points here: that, that, that not kicking the ball deep with a minute forty eight to go in that game was an absolute terrible joke of a decision by June Jones, and again, he's proven he, 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 his, his decision-making as a coach leaves a lot to be desired. Why in the hell you would kick the ball short there when you had a minute 48 to go and you only have to hold them and get the ball back with three points is beyond me. Alan, you got, you got 15 more seconds. The, the coaching level on this team on all special aspects, the, the, the special teams, as we said tonight, is terrible, probably the worst in the league. I'm not impressed with Glanville. Orlando should be on the sideline. And June Jones has proven that he's not making good decisions either. Uh, and finally, Mike Jones, either catch the ball, Mike, or cut him. I'm so sick of him dropping balls he should catch and hearing people saying he can run, he can run. Well, you know what? A gazelle can run too. But it's no good if you can run, you can't catch the ball. I'm sick and tired of watching him drop footballs. Last vote, who's your player of the game? <sighs> Saunders. Awesome. Alan, appreciate the call. Love the passion. Enjoy your weekend. Take care. You too, Rick. Bye. All right, let's wrap things up here. Player of the game, as voted by you, the fans, Ticats receiver Jalen Saunders by a nose over Red Blacks kicker Lewis Ward. Our fifth quarter fan of the night is Adam. Great comments by Adam uh, just a few minutes ago. And the answer to our fifth quarter trivia challenge tonight, the question, Hamilton's most lopsided win over Ottawa came on October 2nd, 1954. What was the margin of victory? The answer was 45. They beat the Rough Riders 45 to nothing. Ticats in Montreal Friday, August the 3rd. We're on the air at 10.30 following that football game. Thanks to all our callers, emailers, and tweeters. Huge thumbs up to Will Erskine, our producer today. My name's Rick Samprin. Enjoy the rest of the weekend from all of us here on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.